iHeart Communities, thank you so much for listening. Please welcome to our socially distanced hotline, our Attorney General, William Tong. It's always a pleasure to have you on. How are you, sir? It's great to be on the social distance hotline. <laughs> I know we're going to have you back in either next week or the week after because it's it's been too long. But we need to do an in-person, uh, like on stage, on our, our Duncan Music Lounge stage. Maybe you'll even perform for us. Maybe you can, I don't know. Do, Let's do, have I, a tongue tasting. You know what? Let's do it. You know what? I get some get get something interesting and fun to eat and like talk about it. You know what? Let's do that because sometimes the headlines we all could use a little break from. I know you can. <laughs> it has that's been. Why watch, that's why I binge watch Cobra Kai every night now. I turn my brain oh off. my goodness! Our Attorney General watches Cobra Kai. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's the soundbite. Here's the deal, though. Okay. I mean, the headlines can be a little overwhelming for for people on a good day right now. And then if you're stressed out because you know back to school's going on, um, we've got the eversource. We've got is, is money coming with unemployment? Is you know a vaccine going to come out or not going to come out? Is is it going to rain? Is it not going to rain? I mean, the world's headlines right now are very, very overwhelming. And mental health is at our utmost importance. And sometimes you do need to stop and reset no matter who you are. And that's why we appreciate your your updates, because you kind of, you know, give us the facts on some things and some useful information. So. I'm going to well, I'm going to wrap this. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. But I'm going to I'm going to make this quick because obviously you have to get back to Cobra Kai. So let's go to <laughs> let's go to Eversource and United yeah. Illuminating with our power companies here in Connecticut. That really that conversation has not eased up. Where are we? Are people going to get reimbursed? I know people should be seeing the rates that they saw back in June. Um I heard maybe there was going to be some extensions for people who may owe, uh, you know, a higher bill because of COVID-19. They lost their jobs. They couldn't pay it. Where are we right now in Connecticut? In short, there are two proceedings, two investigations and cases going on right now. There's the rate proceedings where we're looking at the recent increases by Eversource and potential increases by UI and then also storm response. And all of those proceedings are very, very active, and we're very aggressive in all of them. The legislature has now weighed in, and um, the legislature put forward a draft bill. There are three things that I think are really important to note about that bill. Number one, the legislature is joining my call um, for Eversource and UI to reimburse customers for the cost of lost food and uh, lost medicine because of their unreasonable delay in storm response. And uh, we're calling on them to do that out of shareholder funds, not out of ratepayer funds, meaning don't charge us for it, right? Take it from your stockholders. And other utilities like Con Ed in New York have done it. They should step up and do it too. We're continuing to push them on it. Um, I can't say that they have agreed yet, but we're continuing um, to hammer them on that. The second thing is the legislature is talking about uh, performance-based regulation, which is essentially a short way of saying we can pay them when they do a good job and, and, and ding them when they don't. Um, I'm advising the legislature that if they're going to pursue that, they need to do that very carefully so that the utilities can't exploit loopholes in how you define success and failure. And then the final thing is on executive compensation, uh, as you know. Jim Judge, for example, the CEO of Eversource, made $19 million last year, and they're a public service company, which means they're supposed to be serving us first, not themselves. 
And so um, what I've said to the legislature is if you're going to do something on executive compensation, tie it to outcomes here in Connecticut, tie it to success and failure in Connecticut. Don't benchmark uh, or, or, or put everything on how well are is Jim Judge paid relative to his peers because those guys could be overpaid too. So that comparison is not compelling to me. Let's make sure that they tie their compensation to how well they do by the people of the state. Certainly something that we're going to be following continuously at mycommunityaccess.com for late-breaking updates, because as we do know, things and headlines change rapidly in these times. Next thing I want to talk to you about as we get closer to uh, election time are the absentee ballots and our postal service. Uh, You know, we've been hearing a lot of things about the polling places. We've been hearing some not-so-positive reports about negative campaigns against people voting and things like that. It's just been it's been so much and my biggest concern and fear is that people are going to be so overwhelmed that they're just going to throw their hands up in the air and this is not a year where people can do that we need everybody to go out and vote whichever way you're going to vote we need people to vote to have their voices heard so where are we let me just say this irrespective of what side you're on okay the point of all this controversy in large part from fifty thousand feet The point of casting doubt on the election, the the point of making it hard on people, the the point of making it difficult and exhausting is to get you to give up and just say, I'm just not going to bother. This whole thing is a mess. Um, I don't trust the process and I'm not going to vote. And so the point of all of the noise is voter suppression. And so know that that's what's happening. Know that, that that's what people are trying to manipulate the process. You have a constitutional and God-given right to vote. That's your basic right as an American, and you should exercise it. And you should do so confidently. You should not have any doubt that your vote is going to be counted and that it will count. And you should have no doubt because the attorney general and the state of Connecticut focuses every day on making sure that that happens. Well said, sir. Well said. Uh, I also, yeah, I, I I appreciate that because I, I do want people to get out there and vote. You can do it safely. The absentee ballots, uh, you know, make sure you have yours. You can mail them in if you want. Or I'm going to go right to my town hall. They have boxes out there to, to put your votes the, in there. Um, they've used they've used boxes for years yeah. out west. Just yeah. use the box. You use the box and use your voice. Most importantly, before we wrap today, I do want to chat with you. Well, actually, I have a couple of quick little things I want to talk to you about. But most importantly, something that I know you're very familiar with, even prior to COVID nineteen. Obviously, dealing with big pharma companies, and of course with the opioid crisis, and now with the announcement of competing pharma's getting together and sort of uniting that they're not even ready to release a COVID-19 vaccine until it has been backed by scientists, backed by the FDA. So there again, we're getting some conflicting information. Is there going to be a vaccine ready? Obviously, I think anybody with any sort of science behind them are going to tell you, but by election, that's just, it's it's just impossible to do, to have it safely done. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I am not a doctor. I am not a scientist in any way, shape or form. But what does this do to that that vaccine talk? Because it's so it's very interesting. 
So as you referenced, I'm all over the pharmaceutical industry every day. I know this is like your big, this is, this This is is a big one for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big one. I'm all over them on opioids. I'm all over them on price fixing. This is a, a good story in a really bad situation. And, and here's the bottom line. I, uh, like I think a majority of people in our state, am a strong supporter of safe vaccines. And I am a strong supporter of safe vaccine science. And we do know, and, and people who raise questions about vaccines um, do have a point that there is a history of um, of difficulty with vaccines. And there have been situations in the past, particularly with the volio, polio vaccine, that uh, were rushed and people got hurt. And what all of us demand are, A, vaccines that work and are effective, but B, that are safe. And uh, I think what the pharmaceutical industry is saying, smartly, by the way, because of their own exposure, that they're not going to rush a vaccine to market, uh, certainly not in advance of election day, but they're not going to rush a vaccine to market that hasn't been proven to be safe and that they haven't proven through scientific process and clinical trials to be safe. And that is beyond sensible, you know, as uh, as a parent of three kids, um, I'm not going to let them take a vaccine that isn't shown to be safe. I'm not taking a vaccine that I'm not confident is safe. And so, if the pharmaceutical companies and their scientists are saying we're not ready, um, we have to take them at their word and and let them bring this to market uh, in the – it should be accelerated. Nobody's saying that they should do this, right, at a laggardly pace. But what we are saying is they should do this according to sound scientific process and practice. Absolutely. I, I honestly could not agree more with you on that. And and Attorney General William Tong, everyone knows your commitment and passion to to not only, you know, with the opioid crisis and with the pharma companies and having the best interest for the consumers and the families that have been hurt by some of these at hand. But even you would I, I'm hearing you talk like this is something where you have to say is. Are you guys starting to listen to me now? Because I feel like I feel like you were looking at these stories and you probably had to reread that twice. Because sure. have you ever seen these competing pharmas get together and, and unite like this? No, and and, and uh, to be fair, I think um, it's it's great that they are. Um, you know, I think I think the science compels them to do it. You know, and at the end of the day pharmaceutical companies are also public service companies, right? They provide life-saving and life-affirming medicine um, to the world. And so I guess I'm, I'm not surprised that, that people in these companies understand the wisdom of proceeding cautiously and safely. All right. Well, I thank you so very much for your time. I was going to bring up something else, but you know what? I think I'll save it for when you come in studio. And I know you mentioned at the top of our chat today that maybe we come up with, you know, a fun tasting. I have it in my mind. I know what we're going to do. So if you're able to come next Thursday, make sure you you haven't eaten before you come here because I've got something up my sleeve. Hmm? It's it's, it's, live. I'm telling you, I've got something fun for you. All right. Good. 
All right, it's settled. Attorney General William Tung every week here on iHeart Communities. Be safe, sir. Thank you for chatting with me. Thank you. Same to you. Bye.